What's up, guys? This is Bud and uh, Nader here. What up? We're ready to talk some football. We're going to go through uh, divisions today. The AFC North. Uh, pretty excited. How's your day going? I'm pretty excited to talk fantasy football again. Feels yeah, good. definitely. I'm, I'm excited. Get this thing going. Get this thing rolling. Um, so we're going to go with AFC North, and we're going to start off with the champs, uh, Baltimore Ravens. And Nader, why don't you see, see what you want to start with? I think the most intriguing player on the Ravens is probably either going to be Lamar Jackson or Justin Tucker, if we could be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, there's no no eye-popping wide receivers. Nobody, you know, excited. Nobody to be excited about. You know, Lamar Jackson, we all know he's probably not the best thrower, which makes every wide receiver on their team not exactly uh, eye candy. And probably their best receiver is now going to be the rookie, Marquise Brown. So, as of right now, I'm not really excited to draft any wide receivers on that team. How do you feel about it? So, I want to touch on a point that you said, the wide receivers. I mean, I know everyone's talking about Marquise Brown, but last year, they didn't have a top 50 receiver. This team has Greg Roman as their new offensive coordinator. Well, he's offensive coordinator now. He's been there for a couple years, but we all know him from him being at the Niners and him being at Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor and Colin Kaepernick. And I think we all know how that went. He, he's going to run first. It's going to be a run-heavy offense. Um, I don't see a lot of value in wide receivers. I see, I see them all bunched up all over the place. Um, Marquise Brown I don't think will be a top 50 receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have big games. I don't think he's going to be consistent. Uh, there could be a change if Lamar Jackson takes that big jump, but I don't. I don't see it. I, mean, I don't I, think that's realistic. I, I I don't. I definitely don't think it's realistic because he played pretty horrible last year. It, it wasn't I, the best. I mean, he he put up fantasy points, but not the way you want it. He got his rushing yards, which actually might be the way you want it. Yeah. No. I mean, if four point passing league, he's definitely an option, and I think. The upside of him is, is really big. Anytime you have a running quarterback, that helps drastically. I think we all know that. But to me, he's either going to be – he could be a top five quarterback, but he also could be benched before half the season. Yeah. I, I, the, mm-hmm. the floor for him is, is so drastic. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. He yeah. could be benched for Robert Griffin. Apparently, the reports he's having a really good camp. I mean, that could mean anything at this point. I mean, they say that with everyone. Yeah, they every, literally everybody say looks it with like studs right everyone now. looks amazing. Yeah. They're so great, you know? So I do think Lamar Jackson is a risk. When, um, when are you going to draft somebody like Lamar Jackson? Late. Late. I mean, it, it's it's really hard. It, it, it depends. It, it depends how your layout is. I would probably get a try to get like a Matt Ryan and then have him as a backup. But I mean, Mm. you're going to have him in a two quarterback league. You're not going to really have two quarterbacks. If you have one quarterback league, if you're only playing one, if you're not playing a super flex, you're not playing in a two quarterback league. You're only going to have one. So having a bench spot and keeping Lamar Jackson, I don't see it, but I mean, what are you thinking? I'm thinking Lamar is probably a streamer. Or a quarterback that you would use if you're kind of in a pinch. No, I wouldn't say at a pinch, but maybe if you're on a you know a less talented team, and uh, you kind of yeah, he's basically a streamer at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, recollect my thoughts. He's probably like quarterback nineteen. Nineteen. I could see that. I mean, that. That, in that range, uh, quarterback two. Um, but it, I mean, his upside's huge. His upside. He, he definitely huge. has a huge upside, but. I don't see it, and I, I think they're going to be playing it safe, and they got Mark Ingram, and I think they're planning on running the rock like they did last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's – I think he's going to be more of a decoy than having as many rushing attempts that he had last year. I think they're going to cut that back, try to get him to pass a little bit more. But last year he barely passed the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He passed to the tight ends a decent amount, but, I mean, it's going to be hard – to really see some consistency in his throwing ability. His rushing ability is most likely going to be there, but it's going to be hard. I think by starting him, you are going to get some points. For sure. You're also going to get a lot of rushing yards. 
but you're also going to get sacks and fumbles. I believe he was one of the most fumbled quarterbacks in the short span that he played. Uh, but I think the juice of the fantasy aspect of the Ravens is the running backs. But they also have a wide range of running backs now. They have Mark Ingram, they have Gus Edwards, they have Kenneth Dixon. They even have Justice Hill. They might be hard to trust in a way. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I I do think Mark Ingram could have a huge year. But he's also 29 years old. Gus Edwards is, is probably not going to be too much of a factor but I do like Justice Hill I think we talked about that last time I think he can carry the rock and I do think they're going to use him a lot with that speed you got Lamar Jackson you got Justice Hill on the field and then you got Marquise Brown I mean that's a dangerous position for people to be in with a lot of speed on the field so I do think there's upside for Mark Ingram but other than that I don't see a lot of value I mean, no. Mark Andrews, the tight end, is a guy to keep an eye out. They're saying he's having a really good camp. Um, but, I mean, you're talking waiver wire guy. Um, just a guy to remember his name, you know. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add. I mean, you can you can talk about your little Justin Tucker, baby. Yeah, right <laughs> now, if you're in the 12th round of the draft, you see Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker left on the board. Who are you picking? Uh, it depends what I'm doing, but I – I'm not picking a quarterback unless my team is complete, or uh, a kicker unless my team is stacked. You, on the other hand, you love top tier kickers. That's, yeah, I that's think, how you yes. draft. I think a kicker is more important than a quarterback. I will say a kicker is more important than a probably a stash running back. Really? I would. Yeah, I'd rather have an elite kicker than a stash running back. Consider you're going to get fantasy value week one. But I mean, mm. do we? Do you really think that? Tucker's going to be – do you think this offense is going to be good enough for Tucker to be an elite kicker, first I think, of all? And I can't believe we're talking about kickers right now. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, yeah, that's speaking actually – that's a good point. That. But I think this offense is going to be – it's going to drive the ball down the field. I mean, when you look for a kicker, you want to look for a person or an offense that is good, just not great. Good enough to drive the ball, great enough not to actually score. I think this might be that team that can drive the ball at least into the field goal range. You want – you know, of course, when you're kick- – you have a kicker. You want somebody that is consistent from 50 yards. Justin Tucker is that person. I think this offense can at least get it to that margin. I, I do think they're obviously going to have less opportunity than most teams because they're just going to they're going to run heavy, man. They're mm. going to be 60 percent running. I, I, it, it's going to be they're going to have way less plays than most teams yeah, of in, in the league. They're probably going to have the least amount of plays by the end of the season. Can't forget that great defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're also is probably the best aspect of that fantasy team is probably going to be their defense. I think they do have people that left a decent amount, but their their pass defense is is very solid. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just it's a hard Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to be no. looking and, and trying to get anyone on their team. Usually if it falls in my lap. That's fine. Uh, Mark Ingram's going to be a guy who I'm looking at. Mark yes. Andrews, maybe maybe in the season after a couple weeks, if I see him doing something. I mean, mm-hmm. I do know Lamar Jackson like to throw to tight ends, um, but it's going to be hard to draft and try to pinpoint one of those guys to draft. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking away from this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree for sure. So why don't we go on to the Pittsburgh Steelers? This is a fun team to look at. You know, they have probably a top five quarterback. They have a top 10 running back. They have a top five wide receiver. They have a top, potentially top five tight end. And they have a good kicker. Oh, kicker. (laughs) You always have to mention. I I hear, like, it's just normal. Uh You just keep talking about kickers. I love kickers. So, you're going to draft kicker number one overall? You're interested. I can see your mind going right there. I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Love it. So right now we have an established running back. We have an established running game. We have a elite offensive line. So right now this team is probably going to be one of the most drafted teams, I would say. Most fantasy relevant for most sure. Relevant, I mean, definitely one of the most. I mean, there's relevant. a lot of changes that that happened. AB mm-hmm. obviously, Lev Bell obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't we get into your James Connor? So is, yes. is let me let's get into this. Oh You're, boy, let's do it. 
Is he a system back? I think because yes. everyone we talk about, you say they're a system back. Every running back right now, in my opinion, is a system back. Well, what about Saquon? System Saquon, back. Zeke. When the Zeke was struggling in the beginning of the year when they did not have a Amari Cooper or a number one receiver. So, yes, they do not fit the formula. They might have had an offensive line. Their quarterback is questionable. The wide receiving core is questionable. That way teams could just stack a box and you saw his fantasy production take a dip until Amari Cooper came. Same with the uh, Giants when OBJ. Sa- I mean, Saquon was a stud. Like, Sa- Saquon's year. a stud, yes, but when you know when there's eleven, when there's eight guys in the box, you know one of them's gonna tackle you. So, I'm just gonna touch on this a little bit, and then we'll go back to Pittsburgh. But, I mean, Daniel Jones. Are they gonna be able to stack the box with Daniel Jones in there? <laughs> Is Eli gonna be the quarterback in the beginning of the season? Uh, hot take. Let's hear it. Take. Let's let's hear it. Is he gonna be a quarterback? I think he'll be the quarterback for a little bit. And then Daniel Jones is gonna take over? He's gonna he's gonna win Is the Is Saquon Super Bowl. gonna be better with Daniel Jones or Eli? Probably Eli. Because you know teams there you typically when you get a new quarterback, teams uh rely on the run. So So Daniel Jones is garbage. Ooh. Okay, that cool. Nice. That was great talk. Um so James Connor, are you expecting the same thing you expected last year? I mean, he played, if I remember correctly, 13 games. He was out for about three games, right? Yes. Or 12 games. He started 12 games, and he was out for four. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt. Are you concerned about injuries for him? And also, I mean, he was great last year. At the Very end of the good. year, he seemed to tail off a little bit, especially with the injury issues. Mm-hmm. But 76% of his games, he was a RB1 in fantasy. I mean, that's awesome. It's great to look at because it's reliable. Oh, exactly. He was higher than Kamara. I think he was higher than Zeke as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was consistent. Do you expect that same thing, especially after they drafted Benny Snell Jr.? Do you think he's going to eat into any of those? Or do you feel comfortable drafting him in a high first round, end of first round? Where would you draft him at? I like and him how at, comfortable. I like him with? in the mid uh Mid to late first round, say if it's a 12-team league, I'm probably taking him in the ninth to 10th round. Or ninth to 10th pick, I should say. Uh, I like him. He's very safe. In the goal line, you know they always try to punch the ball in on the goal line. I think over half of his touchdowns were from the one-yard line. They've been using him a lot more than they used Lev Bell in the red zone. Yeah, typically uh, teams kind of knew, like, oh, we're on the one-yard line. We're going straight to Lev Bell. And yeah. with James Conner, there was always that thought, oh, is there going to be the fade to A.B.? Are they going to fade to Juju? I mean, I think it was more, if you look at the stats, I mean, he had 12 touchdowns. Lev, Lev's highest was nine rushing touchdowns, I think it was. So, I mean, they're using him in the red zone more than they're using Lev Bell. Um, so, obviously, they feel comfortable with rushing him in the red zone. Do you keep seeing that or do you think production's going to go down? I mean to me I'm a little not as comfortable as you are with James Conner. I mean mm-hmm. well, with now a uh, less stellar wide receiving core, typically they're probably going to rely on the run a little bit more or maybe use James Conner a little bit more in the passing game, which they didn't really do. Uh which could be one of two things. One, he is more productive, or two, they put in Jalen Samuels since he is more of a receiving back. And mm. it could go either way. This could benefit him or it could hurt him, but I still see him as an RB1 for this year. Uh, whether we're getting 12 touchdowns or not, that, you know, chances are you're probably not going to get knocked into the one yard line. A little, re- a little regression from yeah, last I year. Yeah, I see a little regression. Yeah. He his rushing yards wasn't as high as you would like to see, but by the touchdowns it was extremely compensated. You'd like to see a little bit more rushing yards out of him. Uh, I really like James Conner. I think he's probably one of the more safer backs, especially in that offense. The offense is typically going to be winning games. Game scripts are typically going to be in his favor, and whenever the situation benefits the player, you typically just have to go with the player. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely top six, top seven. Definitely. RB. I mean, he's he's pretty safe. I think the offense is going to be good. I think they are going to run it a little bit more without AB there. Um, and let's go into a little bit of Juju. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think Juju is one of those rare beneficiaries of not being the number one guy. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, he's a big slot receiver, and he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think him moving as the number one, I think he's going to get double teamed a good amount. A Cause, lot. Because who do they have? They have James Washington and Dante, Dante Moncrief. Moncrief. Yeah. I mean, and Deontay Johnson, which I'm pretty high on Deontay Johnson. Good. I do think he'll 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 move into the number two spot at, at some point. Some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty high on it. So we'll see what happens this year. That's just my little little hot take for you. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. just saying. Um, Moncrief, we've kind of seen what he can do already. I don't really have a lot of faith in Moncrief. I know everyone's saying he's he's looking great at camp, but they say that about everyone. They said that they, last it, year. It's, it's hard to actually believe what these guys say right now. We'll have to see preseason. We'll have to see regular season, obviously, see what's going on there. Um, James Washington, they say he's looking good. But Juju, there's 166 targets that left with AB. So who's going to pick up those targets? Is it? I mean, is it going to be Vance McDonald? I do think James Conner is going to get some more receptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 55 last year, so I I I have him more at like 65 range. Reasonable. Yeah. So obviously Juju, I I could see as the wide receiver one, but I can also see him as a wide receiver two or three if he's double teamed and he can't handle it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all that's going to go to him. Yeah, there's nobody really to take the attention off from him anymore. So, I mean, no it, one known. No no one that we know for sure can do that. Exactly. And you know, AB's been doing it for a long time there, and we know production can be in Pittsburgh. They throw the ball a shitload. So, yes. there could be production. I can see Juju Smith-Schuster getting t- 200 targets this season, which he had 162. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. AB had 166. So, I mean, I could definitely see him as the wide receiver one overall. But there is factors that we've never seen him as a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. AB's always been there. But his production, he came in the league when he was 20 years old. His production at USC was always great, always producing. He's 22 years old right now. I mean, that's that's younger than most rookie wide receivers. So the upside for Dynasty or anything like that, he's going to be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two for a very long for time. For a very long time. So I think this is a big year for him. I think he's going to be drafted really, really high. Very high. Um, but there is a downside that he could be wide receiver 18. Really? In my opinion. But the ceiling is is super high very high I mean, what's your what's your opinion on it now would you you know we'll give a comparison would you rather have Devonte adams or juju i love adams i do love adams i mean i would go adams yeah, i'd probably go adams i think he's well. safer we know what he we know what he's gonna do yeah you know i i think juju like i said could be number one overall for wide receivers but he also has a lower floor than Tay. Yeah, I think Devontae Adams' lowest uh, production in a standard league was nine points last year. I think uh, anybody would take that any day over a boomer bust potential. Now, with Juju, if he falls to you in the second round, I think you're taking him no matter what. Late second? Oh, say, say you're, yeah, late second, you know, the swing buys your way. And uh, Juju Smith is on the board, and you happen to pick a running back, you know, first overall, of mm-hmm. course. You know, I'm hoping you did that. Uh, Why, well, you wouldn't you take a wide receiver? <laughs> you sure? Jordy Nelson. <laughs> Ooh. Jordy, huh? <laughs> Not to brag. I mean, I thought you'd go kicker first first round, but yeah. I'm just saying, Justin Tucker's probably available second round. You doing Justin Tucker or Juju? That's hard to say. That's hard. You know, I gotta I'll answer that question, Juju. We'll just we'll go with Juju, okay? <laughs> yeah, but like in, in all seriousness, uh, it, late second, Juju's on the board. I think you're forced to take him. It's gonna dare you not to take him, and it's gonna be extremely tempting. You know, when you have a gunslinger such as Roethlisberger, and you have an offensive line that could actually block for him to the point where he can get open and get open deep. It's a little bit juicy not to pick up, and I think in the late second round, a lot of running backs are kind of questionable or injury prone. It depends who's on the board. 
you know like say a Devonte or not De- uh, a freeman freeman i think's going like third or fourth round though really yeah he's going late he's got some value to him for sure huh yeah we got to get back on those mocks maybe we'll do it. how about next next episode we do a mock mock draft do a mock draft uh, i think that'd be a lot of fun that'd be entertaining yeah and then we can have everyone vote on how i beat your ass in mock draft. <laughs> my team will be way better than yours you're gonna have like seven kickers yeah, and they'll all score more points than your running back. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, I think we covered Juju. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I think he's going to be a stud. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I do want to add, I think Dante Moncrief will, could be a wide receiver two to wide receiver okay. three. Let's, why don't you rank them then? I mean, okay. Juju's obviously number one. You got James Washington, Dante Moncrief, and Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ryan Switzer and Eli Rogers, but... Not really fancy relevant at this point. They're not at all. But the problem is, is they're going to eat into targets. Who would you feel more comfortable with? James Washington, Dante Moncrief, or Deontay Johnson? I like Dante Moncrief. Okay. I think uh, I don't think he is as bad as people, uh, you know, portray him. And in an offense where pro- people are probably going to be doubling Juju, you know, that just means that Dante will. Uh, have opportunities to get some points, some catches, some yards. Uh, I like his opportunity. Right now, he looks like he is in a good situation. And when you're in a good situation... He's definitely in a good situation. Cause I think I mean, you have to go with it. I mean, A, B, 166 targets are gone yes. from that offense. Uh, not including the tight end that left as well. So, I mean, for me, it's more James Washington. And then... Uh, Dante Moncrief and Deontay Johnson, just because I really like Deontay Johnson, smooth route runner, good hands, not the fastest, but I do think he'll move into that either wide receiver three spot for them or even wide receiver two spot. I I do have high hopes for him, but we'll obviously see this season. I'm excited to watch him in preseason, kind of go, go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you, for the other RBs, Jalen Samuels and, and Benny Snell. Do you think Benny Snell is going to eat into some of those rushing attempts? And Jalen Samuels is obviously going to be the pass catching back on on a lot of long third downs, in my opinion. What are you well, thinking? Uh, well, James Conner, I think he is a, a pretty good pass protector. Yeah. So maybe Jalen Samuels will be there. Yeah. I but mean, I definitely. At the same time, James Conner might be the one pass protecting. Yeah, but he's going to get off the field at some point. Yeah, he so definitely I, will. I mean, Benny Snell's probably going to be more of the runner. So when when Connor comes off, it's going to be Snell. Probably. I think. Yes, I could and agree with that. He's going to take over that RB2 spot, I think. I don't think Benny Snell or Jalen. Jalen Samuels, he may be a flex, a PPR No, flex. I'm talking about in-depth chart. In-depth? Uh, not, not talking about RB2, or flex, anything. Uh-huh. Sorry. I will still put James Conner. Of course, James Conner will be number one. I'm still going to put Jalen Samuels as two, and I'm still going to put Benny Snell in three. So, is, so Benny Snell, I'll answer this after you because I want to see your opinion because, I mean, you talk about kickers all the time. And I love your opinions on kickers. Thank you. So I want to see your RB opinion. Uh, Benny Snell, Dynasty. Is he a good guy to stash or have? He's, he. Now, you have to remember James Conner. He's still in his third year. He's still young. He's still super young. But so it's hard to invest in a younger run in a young running back when they have a young running back. Now, say James Conner wants to get paid, which I don't think he is that type of guy who wants to get super paid the way Lev Bell or any other running back does. He could leave, and then Benny Snell will be right there. But uh, as of right now, while Benny Snell is very talented, I would try to look somewhere else for a running back no definitely i'm talking more dynasty stash yeah um late round flyer uh for 14 team 12 team t league um because an rb in this system it's obviously succeeds a, it's a great system will right? always succeed and i think it's shown whichever running back was in the success whichever running back was in the system typically succeeds yeah so i mean having a flyer on benny snell late and say james Conner gets hurt again Who's going to go in that spot? Is it Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell? My opinion, I think it's going to be Benny Snell that moves into that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I could agree there. With James Conner, they don't have a whole bunch of money into him. So if something does happen and Snell does great, I mean, I do think he can take over. I, I'm just 
theoretically theoretically yeah you. okay so theoretically I, I can get along with that i mean say james connor because because he the, did get injured yes but his injury wasn't like i mean his injury was a little bit of freak injury somebody kind of rolled right? on him well th- yes that's true <laughs> that is true <laughs> it's true it was a little bit of a freak injury where somebody just happened to roll fall and then roll on his ankle he's usually pretty safe he doesn't take that many hard hits so, I mean, just value aspect for me. Value. If you think – so, James Conner gets out. Okay. Okay. He's out. Say he tears his ACL in preseason. All right. If I'm right, I'm amazing. But Benny Snell moves into that spot. He's at RB1. Gets 200 carries. I mean, is he is he going to be – move right into that spot? Right in, yeah. I'd say just put a plug-and-play RB1 at that point. Okay. So, why don't we get into a little bit of Roethlisberger? Okay. All right. Well, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. He's going to get you points. He but he's is. also going to have games where he throws five picks. <laughs> That's happened to you? Uh, we, won't, we don't talk about it. <laughs> God damn it, Roethlisberger. I mean, you look at the guy, 675 attempts last year. Yes. 67% completion. You're going to get points. He's, he's definitely a top five, top three QB. I mean, the only person that only QB that could probably beat him is going to be like a mobile QB, like a Mahomes. I have him as a QB. Off the top of my head, I would have to look at my rankings. But it, the the value there, he could be a really good value because a lot of people are drafting him late. A lot of people are drafting late. Everybody wants a mobile mm-hmm. QB now. Which, I mean, makes sense. It makes sense, yes. Which makes sense. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what it is. I mean, there's... A lot of people have him quarterback 22, quarterback, uh, quarterback 16, 17. Yeah, 22 uh, is a little low for him. I think he deserves like a QB like 10, QB 5. I would I would say like 11 or 12 is mine. Really? I, yeah. I think I'll, he's every week. After my rankings come out, we can talk about it a little bit more. But yeah. I, to me, I think he'd be more of 11 or 12. Most guys are like there's a 22 ranking for some experts and a 16 and, and 17 and 18. They have him pretty low. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. I mean – He's definitely a viable option. I think he's uh, an every week starter. Yeah. Yeah. I think he can be, but I mean, we'll have to see. His stock obviously drops without AB there. Definitely. I could see that. I mean, I do think they're going to run a little bit more. I definitely don't. I don't think he's going to get in the 600 passing attempts this year. I mean, he was 675. I think he'll be probably 590 is my is my. I mean, yeah, but 675 to 590 is a big difference. That's almost 100 less. You know, All right. so I could agree there. I mean, to me, it, highest he could get probably is, is quarterback eight, in my opinion. Really? That's his, yeah. So you're putting probably a high floor, but also a lower ceiling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's what I think. But so why don't we go to the Cleveland Browns? All right, this is a, an interesting team because they could be so great and they could also be but, so bad. But, but, <laughs> they're the Browns. They're also the Browns. And they Browns, are the Browns. Yeah, they it looks great on paper, mm-hmm. but they are the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we start with Baker? All right, well, Baker had a, a great end of the season. Well, pretty much whenever he was he put played, in, he, he was pretty great. great. Yeah, he played great. So uh, he is definitely a fantasy starter, especially with his offensive weapons. I put him probably around Roethlisberger. I like his situation there. Uh, he is in a strong division, just like Roethlisberger is. He is in a strong division. We're going to see if teams could adapt, and then maybe he potentially has a sophomore slump. I, I, I definitely think he is one of the most hyped quarterbacks this year by far. Him and maybe Mahomes. And I think people are forgetting that they have tape on him now. They have NFL tape. All these defenses can look at over the off season and before they play him. So they're gonna see what he likes and what he doesn't like, what schemes he likes, what schemes he doesn't read very well. Mm-hmm. So he's getting drafted really high, in my opinion. I mean, rankings are like number six, number five quarterback. Uh, I've seen him drafted in like the fifth round. That's a little high. I mean, that's high for for me. The value's not there. I'm definitely probably not getting any touches of Baker Mayfield. Not because I don't think he's he could have a really good year. Just the value, I can get someone th- better there. 
in my opinion. Yeah, and I can go quarterback late. You you have so many quarterbacks that will at least produce enough for your team to be relevant or, or in that playoff hunt into the championship. But do you really need a quarterback in the fifth round or do you need a running back in the fifth round or yeah. a tight end? I mean, in the fifth right now, where Chris Carson's going in the fourth, fifth round right now. Uh, yeah, Geis is too, which is high for me. But you have a lot of value in the fifth round, and I just think Baker is going to have a good year. I mean, look who he has: Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Offensive line got better. I mean, it's it's insane. He has a stack team that are going to get a lot of fantasy picks. A lot of people are going to be picking off the Browns this year, especially because we even have the legendary Kareem Hunt on the team. Yeah. So I want to switch into the new offense coordinator for Cleveland, Mm -hmm. Todd Munkin. So he was at Tampa Bay for three years. I mean, did you see that passing offense last year? It, it was, was it was number one with two different quarterbacks. It it's insane. So I'm not saying it's all Munkin, but that's what I think they're going to be trying to it's do. It's Fitz Magic. It's Fitz Magic and Jameis. I mean, both of them had some great games and some <laughs> some pretty bad <laughs> some pretty bad games. But with Odell Beckham, I mean, I think they're going to use Odell Beckham like a Mike Evans, have Anto- Antonio Callaway like a Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. A, that deep threat, okay, and then Jarvis Landry like a Adam Humphreys. I mean, does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, problem, well, a lot of people kind of are overhyping Baker Mayfield, but at the same time, can defenses guard Odell? It, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, it does. That's have to another stay aspect in it. You know, I have Odell in a dynasty league. I, he's great when he's healthy, and now he has a quarterback. <laughs> That can actually throw the ball. I mean, can Eli throw the ball? He did a pretty good job throwing it to Odell. I'm not going to get in. We'll get into that when we get to that. Okay. <laughs> I'll have some choice words for you there. Okay. All right, Sunshine. So, do I think Odell Beckham is going to have a massive year this year? Is the question. Where do you hmm. spot him? I spot him... After Juju, after Devontae, after Hopkins. What about Julio? AJ Green. AJ Green. I probably uh, probably Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. About AJ Greenish. Okay. Okay. His range. AJ Greenish. Yeah. Okay. I I mean I have him pretty high. Um, but my concern is when Munkin was over in Tampa Bay. They spread that ball around a lot. So, are is Odell Beckham going to get those eleven targets that he's used to? It's probably not. If you could be completely honest. So, I mean, Mike. Let me. Mike Evans averaged not, about nine receptions every game. So, is Odell Beckham going to have a massive year with nine receptions, nine recep- receiving targets every game? I mean, he's definitely going to be, I think, a wide receiver one, obviously. In wide my receiver opinion, one, if, yeah. he, if he's healthy, he's going to be a wide receiver Probably, one. Yeah. But are we looking at he's going to be have a massive year when they have all these weapons? And they're going to be able to run the ball with Nick Chubb and yes. Kareem Hunt. And don't forget Duke Johnson that will catch he's the ball out there. of the backfield. Yes. Uh, if he's still there or, or if they trade him. David Njoku is still there. Yes, David Njoku. I think he's relevant but not as relevant. We'll get into him. But, I mean, he's with Jarvis Landry. He's with Antonio Callaway, and I think he's going to be a deep threat. But it's going to be hard to see him get a wide receiver one spot, in my in my opinion. Yeah, it would definitely be a little bit more difficult and probably more sketchy to take Odell that early, which is why I think I'd rather a couple wide receivers that are probably safer than him. But I, at the the end of the day, Odell's ceiling is so high. He can just, you know, throw him a little dump off. He could take it for 80 yards to the house. I mean, his talent. His talent is amazing. Yes. And if they are the number one passing offense like Munkin did in Tampa Bay, I mean, the ceiling is crazy. Through the roof. Through the roof. So, so right, I mean, yeah. the ceiling's really high and his floor is really low. 
Especially I, if he gets injured. He yeah, is definitely I, an injury problem. I mean, I have him at number four. Four? Okay. Yeah, number four. So, I mean, let's get into Jarvis. Sound about right? Uh, Jarvis, he was very disappointing last year. I think that was safe to say. I, I, you expected more out of him. I was hoping he would he would be more. But, and this year, I mean, he has Odell. Odell. So Callaway. it's going to be even harder for him. I mean, he had 149 targets, 81 receptions, 976 yards, and four touchdowns. And he was pretty much the only option there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Callaway and Najoku, but he was he was their guy, the guy, and he, I think he's going to drop down for sure. I think especially with targets, yeah, you know, so it's going to be hard to. He's definitely not a wide receiver one. I don't even think he's going to be a wide receiver two. Um, maybe a late wide receiver three. I have, I have him out. I have him wide receiver four. I have him at number forty-five. Really? Yes. I, I, of course, I'm not uh, interested in Jarvis Landry. I don't. I think I'm going to stay away from him in most of my drafts I th- this year, unless it's like what, like the 14th, 15th round. But that's probably not. Gonna it's happen. not going to happen. No. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not interested in him. I think his yards will go down, and is he's not really a. T- I don't see much touchdown potential in him when they have a stud running game, OBJ, and Baker Mayfield's left legs, and then David Njoku. Altogether, I I'm not interested in him very much. I think the floor is 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 pretty low. Yeah, I have him as about a wide receiver five for his floor. I mean, I guess I could see him as a wide receiver two if something happens, but I I that's that's the high high. I I don't think that's gonna happen. That's at like all. The perfect situation potentially. Yeah. Maybe Odell plays, but playing with like a stinger, or he got hurt. And then mm-hmm. Jarvis is back. Even when he was the number one receiver, he didn't really produce that well, though. Nothing that you wanted to see out of him. So, I mean, some guys like Jarvis, though. Yeah. I mean, I could see him maybe getting a whole bunch of uh, of receptions, little receptions, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Adam Humphreys and uh, PPR relevance. Yeah. That's definitely um, – I think Antonio Callaway is going to be a best ball guy. I do think he could have some big games like Godwin. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you got Odell Beckham. That's probably going to be double teamed. You got Jarvis. That's still a talent for and, sure. And he's going to demand some respect from the defense. Yes. So. And then, I mean, you they can't come up on you with Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt back there. So Baker's going to get it to him. Uh, I could see it. But why don't we get into these running backs? Nick, Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb's Kareem, an RB1, Kareem I think. Hunt. Yeah, I think Nick Chubb's an RB1. So there's been a lot of talk about that. So are you concerned about Kareem Hunt coming back after eight games? Yes. Typically when a RB takes a long hiatus, like how Kareem Hunt is going to be taking, they typically uh, get hurt quickly. Even though Kareem Hunt is young, I still aren't. I'm not too afraid of Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's production the first eight weeks will uh, be more than enough to offset anything Kareem Hunt takes from him. Uh, I mean, they traded Carlos Hyde to make sure Nick Chubb was the guy. So I definitely think that uh, Chubb was still going to be the guy regardless. I think we saw the player Chubb can be. And, you know... That amazing catch he did one-handed in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Forgot what team he played against. Won me, won me a game that day. It's very. Proud I remember of him. that. I was watching that with you. Um, but I don't think you can draft Kareem Hunt at all. And me, and let me let me hear me out for a second. Right. The first four weeks of your fantasy football journey, we'll say, is probably the most important waiver wire weeks. Do you agree or disagree? I could agree with that. Because you don't know who's actually going to produce. Usually someone gets hurt big in those first couple weeks. Yeah. So why are you going to hold on to a running back that, yes, can be an RB2? Because you got to remember he's suspended. He's not going to be an RB1 production season-wise, right? Correct. So... Why are you going to hold on to someone 
So you can't have any bench spots. To no, get you can't else. put them in the IR spot. You can't. You cannot. Most leagues, almost all leagues, are not going to let you do that. So you're going to have to maneuver a little bit and try and make some plays early in the season. But you can't do that with Kareem Hunt sitting on your bench because you're going to think, oh, upside, upside. But it doesn't matter because you don't even know if he's going to play or start and have a big role in that offense with Chubb there. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, a player after he comes back in, he needs a game or two to get used to game speed, get used to the playbook. And then after that, it's either too late. You're probably in the championship by then or in the playoffs where you probably can't even trust Kareem Hunt. So there's kind of no point investing in him at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And I think Nick Chubb, I'm not saying Kareem Hunt is a bad player. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, he's 23, just like Nick Chubb. He's got a career ahead of him. He he does, hopefully, if he stays out of trouble. Yeah. I mean, if but not, I, he could be a kicker. I mean, Nick Chubb is their guy. And as long as he plays the way he played last year, he's going to be their guy. He's going to be that guy. For sure. And I have him as an RB1. I know a lot of people have him as RB, uh, well, RB1 spot. I think I have him ranked 11th around, mm -hmm. which is that bottom tier. But people have him ranked 18, 19. Uh, and I think the concern about Kareem Hunt is real. And for me, it doesn't bother me. It's not. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because I have him as a keeper. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Yeah, I I think he is going to be safe. I think he's going to be reliable. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to put up a nice couple twenty point weeks. He's going to win you weeks. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, like you, him a lot. You don't draft him in the position that you did. To, I know Cream Hunt is a talent, but long term, it's going to be Nick Chubb in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, the Browns picked him up so that he would have a couple good runs at the end of the year and they could kind of use him as trade bait. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, do you have anything to add about kickers, sir? Because I know, I know you love kickers. Hmm. Austin Seabert. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't know. He has kind of a cool name. I give him that. So you, that's cool. a plus one? That's a plus one. That's I like it. That's a plus it. one. Okay. 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 I mean, right. <laughs> he is in a good offense. So if you're in a good offense and he can actually make the kick, then he's going to put up some fantasy points. All right. Let's get on to something real here. Whoa. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So we got the red rifle. Andy Dalton, my boy. I mean, is his name great? Andy is that Dal a good name? His last name is Dalton. I don't know. It's kind of oh. weird. Shots fired? That is a couple shots fired. <laughs> so why don't we get another coach? Okay. Because I think that's a big point to reference. All right. Zach Taylor okay. came from the Rams. Um, we're going to see if he plays a little Sean McVay. And I think that puts a lot of implement on what's going to happen this season. And if he does have his offense like Sean McVay, which I assume he does because he was the quarterback coach for them, they're going to spread that ball around a lot which is good for your boy, Tyler Boyd. Yes, I'm very high on Tyler Boyd. I think he will be the sleeper of probably this whole draft, this whole like league. I think Tyler Boyd's going to be. So he's your great. breakout guy. He's my breakout star for, of the year. For this division? This this probably general this year, but in this division for sure, he's going to be that guy. Okay. Um. So is A.J. Green, are you saying he's going to have a better year than A.J. Green? If A.J. Green stays healthy, no. I think A.J. Green will still be the better receiver. Is it, do you think it's because of the scheme change or what? Are you just high on Tyler Boyd in general? Yeah, I think Tyler Boyd is extremely talented. And then with A.J. Green taking up the best corners or potential double team, Tyler Boyd will eat up any secondary corner. And I think it showed last year he was just him, Andy Dalton, were putting up points. And even when Andy Dalton was hurt, even the backup quarterback was putting in work with Tyler Boyd. So do you do are you concerned at all with Andy Dalton? Do you think he's going to be the starter of the whole season? Yes. Okay. Is it because of the scheme change? The scheme or, change? Cuz yeah. I mean Andy Dalton hasn't been that great. Let's be honest here. He hasn't so, been NFL great. He's been fantasy good. Mediocre. Which is, which is what which you mediocre want. Mediocre at best. 
I think Andy Dalton is a good fantasy start. He is definitely a good streamer. He's probably one of the best streamers that you can ask for, especially when because they also invested on the offensive line. They drafted an old lineman in the first round. He got hurt. He just had shoulder surgery. It's cool. Jonah it's Williams. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, it hurts my mixing boy. Yeah, it hurts a little. You know. But, go so, ahead. I'm I'm so sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, no. Go ahead. No, please, please. <laughs> I have him ranked as like the 29th worst. Really? Or like 18th best. Really? Yes. He put up um, a couple 20 plus games last year. I don't. I guess his ceiling could be higher. Because, I mean, the talent around him is awesome. He's got A.J. Green, wide receiver number one, right? Yeah. Tyler Boyd, you think, is going to have a big year. Yes. He's also got John Ross, which will play Very into solid. that uh, Brandon Cooks role. And mm-hmm. I think Tyler Boyd will play into that Cooper Cup role. Mm-hmm. Am I – we are you still on the same page? Yeah. Okay. Follow him. Um, so, they got Joe Mixon and they got Eifert. I know Eifert's been hurt. But if he plays and he's healthy – he can play. They have talent around him. Yes. And I know they tried to help out with the offensive line, and he got hurt, and he's out for the season. But <sighs> Poor guy. there is upside there. So it's hard for me to say that my ranking of him as 19 is the topest, top he can do, but it's, it's Andy Dalton. Hmm. Just that Dalton aspect of it, you know? Yeah. I definitely agree. The little Dalton in him. Is a little bit shaky, a little but bit, a little bit. Okay, maybe a lot shaky. But typically, he chokes in playoffs. Okay, since we won't be there in the playoffs, I'm um, I'm a little bit safer on him, especially with the talent around him. Uh, it's it's hard to ignore Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a RB one first rounder. I'm really high on Mixon. Yes, and I know we'll get back to the wide receivers after I do this little tidbit because we're bouncing around a little bit, but. I know a lot of people are concerned about Giovanni Bernard, uh, Travion Williams, and Rodney Anderson, um, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that in a second. Sorry, I'm bouncing around a little bit. But if AJ Green is a number one, and Tyler Boyd is a number two, and John Rosh is at least relevant to a flex position, potential flex. or a wide receiver four, and say Eifert is mid tier tight end, we're gonna say like streamer. eighteen, nineteen, yeah. a streamer or something. Okay. Um, but I mean, once you get to tight end ten or even higher than that, they're all kind of bundled up together. Yeah, it's right? kind of just but his upside is higher than most guys. He has higher upside. Uh, as long as he's healthy, which has been the issue. If all that works out, Andy Dalton's numbers have to be good. Correct? Correct. So it's hard for me to say he's gonna be nineteenth best as as high as his ceiling. When I do think AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, he's are, got a lot of weapons. Good. He does. He does have a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. It's hard for him to mess this up. I mean, if somebody it's can possible. mess it up, it probably it's would be Andy Dalton, Dalton. Right. But I have a little bit more confidence in my boy. I'm probably not drafting Andy Dalton. He's definitely going to be a streamer for me. But I am definitely going to be streaming him with confidence if I have to. Certain games. I don't know if I. I'm. I don't. Maybe know. not against like the Ravens. That maybe I'd stay away from that, but say like against the Steelers, who are, are fairly weak on cornerbacks, I'd feel comfortable doing that. So let's get into the running backs that we dabbled in in a second. So Mixon, uh, for me, I know a lot of people. There's gonna be a little hot take here. A lot of people aren't the highest on him. I think he's gonna have a breakout year, even more than he did last year, and mm-hmm. I think he could be RB one overall. RB1? So as in the best RB in the NFL? I think the talent-wise, yes. And it all depends on how this offense flows. Because if it's a top-10 offense, I definitely think he could easily going to be top five. But if they are mid-pack, it's going to be hard for him to break in. He's going to be RB1 as long as he stays healthy. The talent is amazing. I mean, he's 22 years old. He's got everything he needs. Everything he needs. It's kind of like a James Conner, Todd Gurley situation. And I know Giovanni Bernard is a pass catching back there. Yes, they drafted someone named Travion Williams, Still. and he's going to be that. He's going to be that Giovanni Bernard when Bernard is gone next year. He's going to fit into that role. So I know in PPR it drops him down a little bit because mm-hmm. I do think Mixon's going to have more receptions. I think I plugged him in at about forty-seven, 
and uh, Geo about 42 receptions. So I do think Mixon's going to have a little bit more. But Travion Williams is going to take a little bit from Geo. And then Rodney Anderson is a talent, but he's got to stay healthy. And I think mm-hmm. they're both six rounders that they drafted is for the future. And I wouldn't be really concerned about Mixon right now. He's 22 years old. He's a great talent. He's just got to stay healthy. Which I think he can. I, I am also going to rank Joe Mixon as our RB1. I don't think I'm going to rank him as a potential as number high, one. As high am I. Yeah, no, there's still I, I Zeke. Yeah. There's still uh No, I, I'm not McCaffrey, ranking him as number one Kamara overall. I like think... That. I think his his ceiling is very very high. Yes, he has that's, a high that's ceiling. That's what I'm saying. But uh, I'm definitely gonna probably I rank him in the later first rounds draft pick. You know, I think I trust Love Bell a little bit more than Joe Mixon. I think I would trust uh, McCaffrey over Joe Mixon. Uh, I'd put him in the same ballpark as James Conner, but I think I'd take James Conner over him. But Giovanni Bernard, he's definitely talented. He will take some carries from him. I think he'll also take carries and receptions from him. I I think a little bit, yeah. I think they're going to dabble with Rodney Anderson, too. I want to see how he does in in uh, the preseason. I'm really disappointed in that they drafted him. Yeah. I think there's a lot of other teams that could have used him. He is a great talent, and he's from Oklahoma, just like Joe Mixon and Adrian Peterson. It doesn't matter that both of them played there, but... The talent-wise, as long as he's healthy, he would have been a first-round pick this year, in my opinion. Probably one of the best running backs in the draft. Really? Yes. The, just the way you watch him move and run, smooth out of the backfield, can catch the ball. He's overall a really good player. So we'll we'll see what happens. It's just a really bad spot where they drafted him at. Yeah, I'm curious to know how they'll mix it in Yeah, with mixing around anyway. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I think we're done. You got anything to add on on that division at least? Yeah, Randy Bullock, the kicker, is looking real juicy right now. Of course. Of course we're going to add a kicker right at the end. (laughs) Um, I think we're done today. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, comments, uh, send us an email at bud, B-U-D-D, at tttfantasyfootball.com or comment on our Instagram. We will see you next week with NFC North divisions and thank you guys for listening we appreciate it